0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: The Fantasy Sports News Desk. Sponsored by New York Daily
0: News with Tony Sincotta. Yeah.
2: Welcome to Fantasy Football. Rewind, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, my name is Doug, and we are here for the next two hours, talking about than that life, 1am to 3am Eastern, now, five days a week, Monday through Friday, so make sure you do what you do, you get what you gotta get, and you get. Fantasy Football Rewind. If you can't stay up late and you just happen to be up late tonight, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Just hit the subscribe button and absolutely get it done. That's the way to go about it. That's how the smart people do it so they never miss a show. They go and they subscribe and bang, there you go. There you go. That's the way you do it. That's the way to go about it. I'm telling you right now, we got something interesting happen in the National Football League, and I don't know if anyone's paying attention. Chris Thompson, Washington Redskins running back, third down running back. We often debate how good he is in fantasy. He's on pace to become just the fourth player in NFL history with 100 carries and a thousand yards receiving. This goes back to Marshall Falk as the most recent player to do so. He accomplished the feat in 1999. Quick check of the calendar. Says it's 2017. So Chris Thompson's doing something that hasn't been done in 18 years. He's had two 100-yard days through the year. Thompson's receiving pace will almost certainly recede below 1,000, but he should remain a huge part of the aerial attack. A true number one or arguably number two receiver as he is a guy that is the target in the Washington passing game. When you look and you see guys like um, Jamison Crowder and Terrell Pryor and say, oh, what the heck? Where did that go? Well, now we know where it goes. It going all to Chris Thompson, right? It's all going to Chris Thompson, So there we have it. You know, Stefan Diggs' injury, for a lot of the wise guys out there, they thought Michael Floyd would be a guy that you could go ahead and grab. Michael Floyd only played 38 of 77 snaps in Week 6, catching one of three targets for five yards. Is exactly what he played in Week 5 when Stefan Diggs was playing. Floyd was out-snapped and out-targeted by Laquan Treadwell. So... I don't think that uh, Michael Floyd is a guy that you can go and take a look at. It's not looking good. Now, we are looking at Wendell Smallwood. It's been two games he's missed. And now where are we with Wendell Smallwood? Smallwood expects to play Week 7 against the Redskins, according to Jeff McClain on Twitter who covers the Philadelphia Eagles. Smallwood has been sidelined because of a knee injury, but he was able to get into practice on Tuesday, and we should get a better idea of his status when the Eagles issue their first injury report of the week on Thursday. If he is active, Smallwood will be, again, back in fantasy worthiness. That's the craziness. That's what it's all about. Wendell Smallwood I remember back in the day When I was on Roto Experts in the morning On Sirius XM Scott Angle Was a big lover and admirer Of Smallwood I don't know if he's outgrown it I don't know if he's changed it But all he would talk about Is Smallwood and then giggle And laugh That's the king of fantasy Scott Angle. You can now catch him on the Roto Experts in the morning, six to nine a.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're here. We're getting it done. Stay tuned for more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Tony Sincana from the Lineup Lock Show, brought to you by Daily Roto. I am joined by Dane Martinez, Monday through Friday, on the Fantasy Sports Network Radio, simulcasted on Dish Network, and we're breaking down DFS football like nobody's business. Mondays, you get the Monday-Thursday matchups. Tuesdays, we break down the quarterbacks. Wednesdays, we got running backs. Thursdays, wide receivers. Fridays, we put it all together and give you our whole lineups. That's the Lineup Lock Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern.
1: Play on Fantasy Draft, the only daily fantasy site where every head-to-head contest is rake-free, including contests you create. Fantasy Draft also gives you the ability to block up to 25 players from entering your head-to-head contest. With a $1 million prize pool and $200,000 to the winner, Fantasy Draft is running their inaugural NFL Live Final, the Carolina Million. Sign up today at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FNTSY and experience players first for yourself. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing
4: field. is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19, Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC-32.
2: Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sinkata. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. We get fired up, talking a little fantasy football, making things happen, and making sure you're going to get it done. Now, before I get you to more updates from practice on who practiced, who didn't practice, why don't we dive in to Brett Hundley and see what's going on there with some analysis on the quarterback. If you're an Aaron Rodgers owner, can there be any way that you go and pick up Brett Hundley now to be your quarterback? We're going to have Emery Hunt, who uh, follows the college football scene who scouts the college football players. You can check them out every morning on the Line of Luck show, Sunday mornings on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Television Network. Here is Emery Hunt, and who is Brett Hunley?
5: Emory Hunt, the Zar of the playbook. Listen, fantasy owners, it seems like every single week we're losing a piece to our team. Obviously, in week number six, we lose a big a big piece, a humongous piece. Piece, excuse me. Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers goes down, likely out for the remainder of the fantasy football season. So today, I got Emory Hunt, the Zar of the playbook. You know him, line up, lock, live, all the great work that we do on Sunday mornings. He's the rookie whisperer. You feel what I'm saying? So what we're going to do is the kid Huntley. What's his name? Brett Huntley? Brent. Brett Hundley, he's not a rookie, right? He's been in the NFL a little bit now. So what we're going to do is we're going to get E, the czar the playbook, to break down Brett Hundley, his game. So just in case you got some options to quarterback league, deeper league, you need a quarterback, maybe Hundley's the guy. E, what can you tell us about uh, Brett Hundley?
6: Well, fans will love to hear this, that he brings a lot of the same athleticism traits that Aaron Rodgers has. He's been in this offense three years running. They still have all those receivers at his disposal. They still have all those running backs. And for Brett Huntley, he also has the ability to get outside make plays happen with his legs. So he can give you points on the ground, points through the air. I think this offense won't miss a beat. Well, obviously, it's going to have to miss a beat. Aaron Rodgers is dynamic, a dynamic talent like Aaron Rodgers. See, one of the things that
5: fantasy owners mainly worry about when it comes to this, obviously, you lose Aaron Rodgers. That's a big piece. But you got guys like Devontae Adams. You got guys like Jordy Nelson. You got guys like Randall Cobb. All guys that are relying upon week weekend and week out for fantasy football owners. Right now, we're like, okay, well, do we sell these players? Because they're going into a situation where the quarterback play is going to drop. So, is Jordy still going to be that guy in the red zone? Is Devontae is still going to get that work in the middle of the field is randall cobb still going to continue to emerge and have this bounce back season because the quarterback play is likely going to dip
6: no i think you can run with this guy for about a good two to three week stretch here's why you have the saints coming up and granted their defense is better but they are still prone to give up big plays you saw matt stafford have a field day throwing the football when they were trying to come back the second part of this equation is that they have a bye week after the saints Two weeks to prepare for the Detroit Lions uh, 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 division game. So I think he's going to have two outstanding performances that you can probably get rid of him because it's going to start to go downhill a little bit. But right now, I will keep all those receivers, all those running backs on your roster because Brett Huntley will try to look and, and show this team that he can be that guy to help keep this passing game on pace. So let
5: me give you some options, some dudes that's on the waiver wire right now that people could possibly be looking forward to streaming this week. Say a guy like a Jacoby Brissett or Huntley.
6: I would say Huntley. I would say Huntley. We saw last night in the Monday night game, uh, Brissett, he, he tends to run hot and cold, but he's good. He's good when he's when he's off. He's a little off. And he didn't really have the numbers output or the production as far as touchdowns are concerned. So I would ride with Huntley because they have the better pieces on the outside and also the coach that is that's calling the plays. I think I could trust McCarthy and company more so than I could trust trust uh, the Colts. All, all what about tonight? guys like Blake Bortles and Jared Goff? don't even mention Blake Bortles. Golf, you could roll with a little bit, but I still love Huntley's confidence. And if you go back to him at UCLA, he was the same player. You see him in a preseason, 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions, his three seasons in Green Bay. He's been a preseason star. I think he's going to hit the ground running.
5: All right, so one more thing. Let's talk about the running game in Green Bay. Obviously, Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones, that situation where they mix and match like that. It's Huntley a guy that can open up running lanes for them. He's he a guy that can get some numbers on the ground himself. How do you think Nate, the, running, the rushing attack of the Green Bay Packers evolves with Aaron Rodgers on on the bench for the rest of the season?
6: Here's the funny part about that. I'm glad you brought that up because even though he and Aaron Rodgers have the same athleticism, defenses will overprepare, thinking Huntley will take off and run right because of whatever reason they think he's going to be the runner right yeah. so they're going to overplay that which will mean which means a lot of opportunities for those backs to have an added blocker at the second level so those backs will have a lot more running room because teams will play stupidly against Huntley when well, he's the same guy as Aaron Rodgers there you go right there that's the Zara
5: the playbook Emory Hunt I'm Corey Parson fantasy executive I kind of just felt like rapping a little bit just now I know you'll be holding microphones like this you know what I'm saying son nah we out studio 34 we love you FNTSY all day baby Zara
2: There you have it. The fantasy executive and uh, Emory Hunt. I don't know which one was drunk or if they were both drunk or what. But twice, Emory Hunt said he was the same player as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Not even close. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then he rather have Brett Hundley than Jared Goff. I wish he elaborated more. Jared Goff was the first pick in the draft. Brent Honley went in the third round. I mean, come on. Come on. Now, you could say that he has better weapons and Mike McCarthy there, but I didn't hear that. That's what I needed to hear. I needed to hear more. It seems like Emery's a lot like a lot of fantasy owners who love the young players. And they talk about them like they're in the next big thing. Because they always want to be in on the next big thing. And people talk about when they hit it. But they don't talk about the 20 players that don't come through. So it's tough. And that was the Brett Hunley update. I think he can do a reasonable job. Because he's got weapons. So I think he can. Um he's got a buy coming up too so if you pick him up you're going to have to get another quarterback still so it's a little crazy it's a little lazy but it is what it is and that's all we can do now one of the things we got to look at what's up with the football giants Orleans Dakwa how long can he be doing this thing, man? How long can Orleans Daqua be the guy that continues to excel when people don't know? Here is my man Chris Mini.
7: Game last night. I'm out of Survivor. Thanks. Oh work? no, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Brutal. Devastated. <laughs> I didn't even think the Giants are gonna be able to put up past like three points like the over under three and a half like I would have taken the under oh my god very surprising and what you saw from the Giants uh, this is a team that uh, likes to throw the football but when they lost (laughs) Shepard Beckham Harris Marshall they had very many options in the passing game so they ran the ball and which was pretty surprising because heading in Denver had allowed the fewest yards per game on the ground and Orleans Jarquois who hadn't really done anything over the course of his career couple couple plays here and there he had a big game he, he really did he had 21 rushing attempts 117 yards on the on the ground he caught a ball uh, very surprising stuff he shouldn't be hanging around your waiver wire if he's going to get this kind of opportunity and volume alone you, you're going to want to have him uh, it's i don't expect this kind of performance from him week in and week out but this is a team that's going to try to focus on running the ball a little bit more even though they've had their struggles over the past few years. So Darqua should be available. I still like Gallman. He didn't do a whole lot. He caught some balls. I still do like Gallman, but it seems like Darqua is certainly ahead of him now in the depth chart. Um, You need running back help, go for it. Go ahead and, and grab him, but I'm a little skeptical that he can continue to put up weeks like this. Yeah, there's no way. There's yeah. no way that's going to keep happening. It's very, very surprising. Evan Ingram is is somebody that you should have and want. He scored a touchdown yesterday. He's oh. going to continue to get a bunch of targets with these guys out. He was getting them anyways. I just want to quickly mention, you know, once all this, everything went down with the Giants last week and, like, they're all getting hurt, yeah. I thought, you know, I'm going to jump on top of this. I'm going to be smart and I'm going to pick up that guy, R. Lewis. Yeah. R. <laughs> R. Lewis, who plays for the Giants, and yeah. his thing is like, He's the one giant guy that can play. He's their one target. And I was like, look at me, Mr. Smart. I'm going to go get R. Lewis. The guy didn't do anything. No. And now I'm sitting here. (laughs) With a groom hat on. With a groom hat on. Like some kind of idiot. All right. (laughs) But shout out to anybody that thought they were smart by going out to pick that guy up. Because it turns out we're not.
2: There was Chris Meany from LiveWire, which you can get on the Fantasy Sports Network's YouTube page, subscribe, get Fantasy Sports Network on YouTube and get all the great shows from all the great guys over there and make sure you do that. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind, my name is Tony Sicada. We we'll take a quick break, come back with more right here on the rewind. This is Mondays through Fridays now.
8: Someone has a crush on you. Okay, who? Let's make a game of it. One of these is a lie. He's six foot four. He collects <laughs> stuffed exotic birds. He spends his free time trying to save lives. Are you talking about Kevin? Yeah! He's a registered bone marrow donor. Last week he got a call. He might be a match. He's so cute. Oh, he is.
9: You could be a life saving match for a patient with blood cancer.
8: Learn more at
9: DKMS.org.
5: Hey, it's Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and I'm trying my best not to do an adequate promo. But anyway, I'm here to talk about the all-new Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's myself, Wall Street, Matt Medica, who's already done like 47 drafts, each at $400 a pop. We got the accuracy expert, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, who's never wrong, and me, the Fantasy Executive. All I do is talk and win chips. So tune into the Fantasy Football Frenzy every weekday morning beginning at 9 a.m. east right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: This is Tony Sincana from the Lineup Lock Show, brought to you by Daily Roto. I am joined by Dane Martinez, Monday through Friday, on the Fantasy Sports Network Radio, simulcasted on Dish Network, and we're breaking down DFS football like nobody's business. Mondays, you get the Monday-Thursday matchups. Tuesdays, we break down the quarterbacks. Wednesdays, we got running backs. Thursdays, wide receivers. Fridays, we put it all together and give you our whole lineups. So that's the Lineup Lock Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. East.
5: Unlock
3: the secrets of injury analysis. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump, they're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app. FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name's Tony Sinkata Detroit Lions. Golden Tate, gonna miss this week. I thought it was all set up, all set up. For a guy in Detroit named Kenny Galladay. He was everybody's fantasy darling in the preseason. But Kenny Galladay has been dealing with a hamstring issue. He did not practice on Tuesday. It was a disappointment for many. And it will continue to be a disappointment for many. But here's what you need to do. Is if he's on the waiver wire in your league, pick him up. Even though he's not practicing. Just in case. And I think he can turn around later in the week. He's going to be a big receiving threat in that offense. And he'll be a guy that you can attack. So, yes, absolutely. Go out and grab Kenny Galladay. Roto experts in the morning. They discussed Wave wire running backs for week seven. Let's get them. So get Kenny Galladay and listen to this.
3: This Wave a Raya running backs. Corey, I got to start at the top. Because at four o'clock today, we're going to get some ruling on Ezekiel Elliott one way or another.
5: Yeah, I have thought about this over the weekend.
3: The good news is um, the earliest waiver wire is going to run are overnight tonight, so you're going to have some clarity on if Ezekiel Elliott's going to play on Sunday by the time your waiver wire runs, which is great. So if you didn't have a waiver wire run over the weekend or. or since really last Thursday when this news broke, you is your first chance at Ezekiel Elliott, uh, at Ezekiel Elliott replacement in Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris. You've had some time, as you said, to contemplate this over the weekend. You thought this through. If both guys are out there, what do you do? If both guys are out there, the priority has to be Darren McFadden. So you're switching?
5: I switched, yes. I switched. Okay. I, I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed to change my mind. You, I, I agree. 100%. Oh, okay. You got a problem with me changing my mind, Scott? It'll probably the way you're d- totally addressing oh, okay. So listen, I, yes, that's right. Because you look at the situation with Jarek McKinnon and Lat Murray, always go for the pass, catch, and running back. Uh, you got
8: to go for the upside. I mean, I, I just think everybody says, well, Alfred Morris has dressed and played it. Alfred Morris has eight carries on the year. So they like might, want, him, they might
10: want to keep him in the same role. You know, it's like we talked about. They might be carrying Darren McFadden in mothballs just for this kind of moment.
5: No doubt. So that's probably what it is. Put him on ice. Break in case of emergency. He will know about 4 o'clock a day if they're going to break or not. If they do break, Darren McFadden is a priority. Prioritize DMC, PPR, or standard. And then you drop down. You get out for more if you don't get Darren McFadden. If you get... Uh, Alfred Morris, don't look at it as a constellation prize. He's going to be in the mix, too. Who knows? He could get the goal line work. We definitely know he's better between the tackle runner. Just that McFadden has a thing where he can catch the football better out of the backfield. So that's how I would do it. As far as carrying all three, you won't have to because you'll know if you'll be able to cut Zeke or not. You want to carry two. What are you going to do, play them at the same time? Well,
10: here's the thing, too, and I've said it before. When you have a superstar franchise running back like Ezekiel Elliott, a lot of times, when you drop down, you can't, it takes more than one player to replace exactly. Because Zeke Zeke can run inside, he can run outside. Now you have two guys that can do it. And he Morris was involved and in the game this year. So you know, it takes two guys to right. replace him. Both, like you say, don't the consolation prize. You know, Morris might he might be it's the goal get, line back. Get yeah. some work too. They
5: might both be useful. And what Scott is saying is correct because when I was out on Sunday, they had three people in here to replace me. So you see that it takes multiple people to replace yes. some of these bigger
3: talents. It right, takes a Corey
5: has this huge ego where yeah, it, it took
3: three thing.
10: people to replace him. Yeah, we, we yeah. had t-
3: t- two hours yesterday we had nobody replacing him. That's, that's what <laughs> <Yeah. we're> <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> the yeah, i was, there, there you go. There you go.
8: <laughs> I think it even raises Dak even higher. Yeah,
5: no doubt. So you, oh, you, you, got, you, right. got, you got to get that done. So well, Dak, it, yeah, I I Dak some are to the regardless. opposite way, though. To me, think. Dak
10: Prescott, when I do my in-season ranks on RotoExperts.com today, staying right where he is, outside of the top three, Dak Prescott is my number four ranked quarterback. Who is your top three? Oh, I'm sorry. Now it's top two. I forgot the Rodgers thing. He's my third now. He goes up. You, are you outside not- of Brady and Breeze, it's Dak. Well, yeah. How about Deshaun
3: Watson?
5: He needs to be the in show that conversation. Number four. He needs to be the in show that conversation. Number four. Yeah. So you
3: have Russell Wilson behind both of those guys? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So we talked a lot about Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris last week, right? Last Thursday and Friday specifically. So how much would you spend on those guys if they're still available today? And then we'll move on from some of the, to some of the running backs that could be available. Uh, Give now. me a number.
5: How much you got? How much you got in your fab budget left? I got $60 out of 100 left. You got 60 out of 100 left? How much am I going to go d- get DMC for? Yes. I'm sir. putting 35 on DMC. And that is if Ezekiel Elliott is suspended That's today? That's if Ezekiel Elliott is suspended today. Okay.
10: Yeah, I, I was thinking 33 was the first number that came to my mind, so I'm in that same range.
8: Hmm. If I need a running back badly, I'm probably going like $51. Empty
3: the clip. I I, I get some tweets about that. Tweets about, about that. Empty the clip? They liked it. They like Empty the clip? they ain't no Empty the clip
8: what about what about uh Orleans Dark so, so
3: Orleans Dark is obviously the next guy on my the uh, next guy on the list right after McFadden and Morris, then you get to some of the guys from this week, and that's at the top is Orleans Darkwa. over hundred yards is a very good very, very good the number one defense uh, in the league um, and he was the starter. The unquestioned starter, not Wayne Goldman. It was Orleans Darkwa. And I get it. The Giants have no wide receivers. Maybe they caught Denver off guard. Maybe everything was a perfect scenario for the Giants this week, and that's why it worked for Orleans Darkwa. But in a league where we are always desperate for running back and trying to acquire them, Orleans Darkwa is going to get bought. So how much would you spend, Matt Modica, on At Darkwa? 60? We'll Maybe out of 100. Just, I have 60. Well, no, but nobody's got like 100. 100. No, you shouldn't. Nobody, Unless you're inactive. <laughs> All right, so let's <laughs> say <laughs> you have 60.
8: Out of that 60, if I need the running back, maybe I go like 33. Uh No. If not... You know, maybe like 20 to 25.
5: Yeah, if I need the running back, I'm in that 19 to 24 range if I'm going for Orleans dark wall. Drop down, obviously, than some of the more prominent backs this week. Maybe I even put Deion Lewis over him. I understand the Patriot running back is, truff, is it's, it's tough to trust, but they do got two kick matchups coming up versus the Falcons and the Chargers, so that'll give you a little two-week window. We're starting to see Gillisley snaps go down, so if Lewis gets into some goal line work also, then you've really got something that you can cook with right now. But back to Orleans dark wall. 21 carries last week against the style Defense, he got it done. You feel what I'm saying? Now moving forward. Is he going to continue to get that volume in the Giants' offense? Who knows? Is he going to continue to look that well? Who knows? But I think at least for right now, you got something that you can silently say, "Okay, well here's a piece. Let me put my put him in my lineup and cross my fingers." Or hopefully, you use him for bench depth. I do not like him as a starter, but he should be owned in 12-team leagues. If I need
10: a running back, I'm going in that 35, 36 That's range. You more than McFadden. I'll take him over McFadden because wow. I don't, I wow. don't know, you know, because. The Giants are going to run the ball now. They are going to run the they're ball. Going to they don't. Try. They, they're going to try, and you know what? They succeeded last week. They won that game. It's like there's no way I'm going to say use Eli Manning this week when last week they won and Eli threw one touchdown pass. This team's going to have to run the ball and early in Dakwa. Whether it gets, it's been he, he gets been the it, Seahawks first. What has been? Well, he did it against the Broncos last week, right? It, 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 why hasn't he done it his whole career?
5: This right here he is, is a. This right here is more of a. This is a. This is a one-off. This, I would not look at it and say that Orleans Darkwa is going to run like this the rest of the season. Every know, time he got before, the ball, the before, every time he, he got the, the ball this
10: year, though, he's he's done, he's run here's, well. Here's he has run consider. well, and now he's going to get more opportunities. I'm in on Orleans Darkwa.
8: The uh, Eli Manning's not going to be throwing think, the ball too much. A thing to consider is McAdoo finally. Re- relinquish the play, play. yeah so and like you said the Giants don't have the re- receiving core I mean it's it's pretty much Ingram and Darkwar that's their that's the two pieces the, the, the one offense. thing I
10: worry about though though Corey though I'm thinking about it though is there's going to be a lot of times when this team get games scripted though and it's They'll, they'll have but the, a there. The Giants there. have a
8: good defense, though. We they, saw they that do. Sunday night. They do. You know, I mean, I don't think Seattle's coming in But how long up. is how long is – they have a good
5: defense, but when it's three and out after three and out after three and out after three and out, the, the defense is, they is they not as good.
8: Up, but they, they, they've actually – I guess it forced them to go like match protect now, too.
5: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's just a nasty situation. <laughs>
2: There you have it. They're running backs. It's a mess whenever you have to go to the waiver wire to try to get a running back at this point. And a guy like Owen Stockler, I said the same thing last week, right, with Adrian Peterson. I said, hey, it's getting late in the year. You got to gamble. The running backs are just not going to come out and uh, be available. It's just not going to happen like that. So you're going to have to gamble. When, if you think there's a, a half a shot, that it can continue what he's doing, you got to take it. You got to take a shot, and you got to throw it out there, because you just don't know when a running back is going to be available. Matthew Stafford did not practice today. Not a surprise. He was hurt last week. He came in and he put up big numbers. Look for it continue to done, and I think it's a absolutely crushing it. Now, Dirk Cutter says Jameis Winston will not attempt to throw later in this week. I think more and more it's looking like Jameis Winston probably is not going to play. He's not going to have an opportunity to play. So they have Jameis Winston. Could be more Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tough matchup, or maybe could have just picked him up. Stay tuned. More Fantasy Football Rewind after this.
8: Thanks. I think someone has a crush on you. Okay, who? Let's make a game of it. One of these is a lie. He's six foot four. He collects <laughs> stuffed exotic birds. He spends his free time trying to save lives. Are you talking about Kevin? Yeah! He's a registered bone marrow donor. Last week he got a call. He might be a match. He's
9: so cute. Oh, he is. You could be a life saving match for a patient with blood cancer. Learn more at dkms.org. With ThermoSpa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospons today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Be serious.
3: Brandon Michael Hall
11: has charisma.
2: There is Tone Loke. Is he the man? I tried to uh, do a little tone Loke earlier tonight on the news desk and didn't work out. I didn't have the skills. I lacked the skills. Week seven. Buy low, sell highs, waiver wire pickups with Gary and Thorn and Delton Del Dawn of
11: Yahoo! Hello and welcome to this Tuesday edition of The Rotation. I'm Gary and Thorne, and on today's show, we are assessing the value of some owned commodities at this point. Whose value going forward was most affected in week six of the fantasy football season? To help me break down some of these big name players who definitely will play a part in some championship aspirations this season. We welcome in from Yahoo Sports, Mr. Dalton Deldon. Dalton, how's it going, man? Going pretty well, thanks for having me. Absolutely no problem. My pleasure as always, Dalton. And uh, like I said, some very interesting and intriguing guys to talk about as we sit here on Tuesday. Uh, Can't exactly claim any of these dudes in the waiver wire. Well, maybe Orleans Darqua, who we'll get into in just a second. But uh, Jordy Nelson's not exactly someone you're gonna be picking up off the scrap heap at this point but a very strange situation for Jordy Nelson to be in. I mean, Devontae Adams, too, for the remainder of this season. It's not even so much that the touchdown expectancy, which probably was their biggest concern entering Week 6, is at the forefront of our minds at this point. It's the Brett Hundley situation. It's losing Aaron Rodgers, who really, you know to take this in a baseball direction for a second it's like when albert pool lost mike trout this year it was like okay all of albert Poolhost's fantasy value was tied directly to mike trout i don't quite think jordy nelson and Devonte adams are that poor in terms of their own raw personal talent and value at this point but it's a big blow it's a massive blow to these two gentlemen jordy nelson in particular was wide receiver four in standard is wide receiver four in standard formats right now he's wide receiver six in ppr leagues in fact Devonte adams one spot ahead of him at wide receiver five jordy nelson has 55.4 percent of his standard fantasy points this season directly correlated to his six touchdowns i mean if that's really the thing he does to set himself apart and that's what we've seen the last half decade from mr jordy nelson brett Hundley's not exactly that guy so I know you can't exactly drop Jordy Nelson at this point. You probably don't want to trade him for like 60, 65 cents on the dollar. What do you kind of do with Jordy Nelson? How do you see him playing out the rest of 2017
12: Dalton? Yeah, it's a tough, obviously a tough blow. He he lost the most fantasy value of anyone this last weekend who wasn't injured. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's still a good, you know, good real life player, but the separation hasn't quite been there the last year and a half coming off his surgery. He relies so much on those pinpoint back shoulder throws from Rodgers. From I mean, listen, the, the Saints are now six-point favorites in Lambeau. And what would the spread have been with the healthy Rodgers? Uh, Packers at least touchdown favorites? I mean, there's not a player in the NFL in the past decade, I can remember. Obviously, Brady's in a different situation with a, you know, a, a more proven backup in the coaching there. But, I mean, I mean, Vegas treating a player as near 14 points is just pretty much unheard of. So, I mean, that, that says enough to me right there just how much the loss of Rodgers is going to be for all the skill position players. You're right. You can't trade him because everyone knows Rodgers is out. I mean, I guess you, you'd have some guts to trade for him right now, but I think he's going to obviously just, just really destroy his fantasy value. But at home against the Saints, at least the matchup is right, so you're probably going to roll him out there and just expect wide receiver three numbers just because of the matchup this week. But, but yeah, if you have shares of, of him and Adams, what can you do at this point? It's just a, it's just a brutal, brutal loss.
11: Yeah, it's kind of sunk cost at this point, and it's, it's hard to say. It's, I hate problems that really have no solutions. And as you talked about, maybe the play, if you really are struggling at this point, maybe you're sitting at, you know, two and four after six weeks and really need to take a chance. Maybe Jordy Nelson is your guy to go buy extremely low on, but I would probably just, as you were saying here, recommend holding on to him, expecting wide receiver three production week to week and uh, you know there was that one nice Brett Hundley back shoulder pass to Jordy in that game against Minnesota so maybe they do find a little bit of a rhythm uh, going forward let's talk about the other big news of week six Uh, for all the negative that was Aaron Rodgers uh, anyone who picked up AP and had to roll him out there in week six I know I was one of those people not very excited about it was excited about it by about seven o'clock Eastern time On Sunday, Adrian Peterson goes off for 26 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know I said something along the lines of even if AP has a good fantasy week in week six, it's going to be touchdown dependent, and it's not going to be something you want to believe in going forward. I don't know if I can really back up that statement anymore. I mean, Arizona still does lead the league in pass ratio, but... They were very run heavy in this contest. Now, obviously it's a contest where the game script got very strange very quickly, uh, but Adrian Peterson factored heavily into what they wanted to do as a team. And you look forward, Dalton, I know he's got that bye week coming up in week eight, but that is sandwiched by games against the Rams and the 49ers, the number one and two teams in football right now in allowing points to opposing running backs in PPR settings. This seems like a great spot right now to be owning Adrian Peterson, or is this all kind of just a haze? Is is this something maybe we have to ignore and use to our advantage to possibly sell high on a guy like Peterson where maybe this was just a one-off performance?
12: 32-year-old running back. Um, I'm an ageist with that position, especially. Uh, when approaching 2,500 career carries, coming off major knee surgery, now in the Saints, I wanted no part of him entering the year, but I was desperate in a 14-team league with a ton of starting positions. And it was an auction, I went stars and scrubs, at wide receiver and quarterback. Anyway, I-, I bid $51 on him when he was traded to Arizona and I got him. So, I watched him closely and man, did he impress. I didn't expect that. Obviously, he gets dinged in, in PPR formats, he's going to come out on third downs. But the two touchdowns, uh, Tampa Bay, for all their faults, had actually defended the run pretty well. Um, there's no other options there. I mean, at worst, even if the uh, the yards per carry drops, which it inevitably will. I mean, the, the run blocking is still shaky in Arizona. But he's going to be the goal line guy there. Uh, approach 18 to 22 uh, carries per week. You mentioned the schedule looks highly favorable moving forward. So he just, most importantly, passed the eye test. And it's a shocking development, frankly. Uh, but I guess Peterson has always been an athletic freak. So if anyone can defy history, It is him. So especially in the running back landscape in today's NFL, how could you not uh, start him weekly? I mean, at minimum, he's a running back, too, for me uh, moving forward.
11: Yeah, I mean, I know you probably haven't delved too deep into your week seven rankings as of yet. But with that matchup, with that prime matchup against the Rams this weekend, where do you think you're going to have Peterson, roughly?
12: Oh, he'll be he'll be top 15 for me this week. And, and and especially not Well, you say next week he has a bye. That, that's that's too bad, but uh, I think the next two weeks there are six teams on bye, so it's going to be, you know, slim even slimmer pickings yeah. than usual and all these injuries that just keep hitting like like crazy each week. So, I'll probably have him around 15th on my running back uh, rankings this week, I'd say.
11: It's uh it's a crazy year. It's a crazy year and Adrian Peterson definitely is proof of that at this point. Uh, but we can't talk about Adrian Peterson without talking about Mark Ingram. And I mean, look, for all the praise Peterson has gotten for his week six performance, kind of overshadowed his brief former teammate, Mark Ingram, who also had a massive game without Peterson. Kind of, I don't want to say pilfering carries. It's not if Adrian Peterson was getting that many snaps for the Saints, but really simplifying that Saint backfield just between he and Alvin Kamara. Uh, 25 carries 114 yards, two touchdowns against Detroit and maybe most importantly with that sort of perceived split between Ingram and Kamara in terms of skill set, Ingram's still catching passes, five catches in that contest against the Lions as well. He finished week six as RB2 in PPR formats, only behind Melvin Gordon, who essentially caught every Philip Rivers pass in their game against the Raiders. I mean, I know the game script got kind of wonky for Camara's purposes. They were down, excuse me, up 45 to 10 at one point, and we're very content to just give Mark Ingram the ball. But he's kind of had to have solidified himself as a near top-end RB2 going forward, right?
12: Absolutely, um, it, it's weird to say that Peterson leaving should affect him that much because Peterson saw more snaps in his first game alone with the, with the Cardinals than he did the previous uh, four games combined with New Orleans. But for one thing, Ingram is either he, he's looked good, at, you know, when he's been on the field throughout his career. But the coaching staff is just, for some reason they're never fully endorsed him for whatever reason. So just the fact that they they traded AP. Uh, is a is a you know a positive, and as you said, he's quietly. He doesn't seem like the type. And Kamara, you know, everyone loves him as a receiver. But Ingram has five or more targets in every game this season. Nice to finally see him hit pay dirt. Um, yeah, I'm treating him as another. I'm treating him as a as a back end RB one moving forward. The offense is still a nice position to be in. So um, yeah, I and mean, he looks so so good, and the touches are only going to continue to increase. So so yeah, I mean Ingram looks terrific, and if you sat on him and we're frustrated with his production, uh, you're gonna really reap the benefits over the second half of the year.
11: Well, for moving Peterson and Ingram up in the rankings on a week-to-week basis, someone's gotta move down. Uh, That's just kinda how these things work. And maybe that guy, that possible candidate, could be CJ Anderson. I know we didn't talk a whole lot about Devontae Booker coming back in week four because he really didn't play too heavily into that game. I believe had three carries for 14 yards before, you know, the Broncos went on by. he looked okay in this week six matchup. When you take a look at the final snap count of that Sunday night game, sure CJ Anderson got his 38 snaps, but Devontae Booker was ahead of Jamal Charles with 23 snaps and Charles still got his 20. So this again creates a very complex situation in a backfield where it seemed from weeks one to four, even though Charles was getting his work, you know, CJ Anderson was was doing some nice things. He was RB 11 in standard formats the first four weeks. He was RB 12 in PPR. So Entrenched as a RB1 in any possible format you could play in, you know, even had 20 plus carries in three of those four weeks. His stat line against the Giants was putrid. I know every Bronco underperformed in that contest, but nine carries for 17 yards was not involved in the passing game at all. And I mean, you know, CJ Anderson's not exactly going to be LaShawn McCoy or anything like that, but he was a steady two to three catches a game guy and has been something like that throughout the course of his career. I mean, do we really have to take a look at a guy like Devontae Booker and think he's gonna impact C.J. Anderson this much going forward? Or is this more of a weird game script thing against the Giants, Dalton?
12: Yeah, I could not have been more wrong here, C.J. Anderson. I think I had him ranked as my seventh uh, running back last week. Uh, Coming off a bye at home in prime time, facing a Giants team without all of their receivers. I love their fantasy defense. I fired up uh, Anderson in, in, in plenty of DFS leagues. So what a disappointment. Um, I'm I'm willing to just write it off as an aberration, but it's it is where he didn't receive one target when when Simeon threw for maybe the, the world's quietest three hundred and seventy-six yards you'll ever see. But Booker, I guess, is worth a stash now. But Anderson showed up in terrific shape of the offseason. He's he looks healthy. I know he's only scored in one game this season, but he, he did score twice in that. And he's been the volume has mostly been there. Um, no, Emmanuel Sanders. I guess you can look at it both ways. Uh, you know, maybe it'll hurt the offense, and Simeon is dealing with a little bit of a banged-up shoulder himself. But at the same time, maybe the team will rely more on the ground game. Uh, Demaryius Thomas is an upgrade for me. Uh, I think he's just going to be a target monster, uh, moving. You know, while Sanders is out. But Anderson is more of this to hold for me. Sure, you can lower him a little. Very discouraging game. I mean, I think the Giants ranked pretty low in DVOA entering against the rush, but uh, a long carry of six yards. But, you know, every every player has a bad game, so I expect him to bounce back. I, I wouldn't be too concerned.
11: So maybe a buy low opportunity for C.J. Anderson then sure. if anyone's overreacting uh, to that one-start sample. Uh, let's go to the other side of the ball in that Sunday night contest. Uh, for as putrid as the the Broncos looked, uh, I don't want to say the Giants looked good, but they won a game, good for the Giants. Uh, that's probably the high point of their season so far. And Orleans Darqua might have... Kind of taking the reins here in terms of their running back situation. And though there was a little bit of groundswell this week for Wayne Gallman, who, you know, some of us were assuming, uh, because again, much like yourself, Dalton, and, and myself included in this group, uh, a lot of people just assumed that that Bronco defense was going to wreak havoc specifically on that offensive line and just cause Eli Manning to have to dump the ball off a lot to Gallman in this contest. And maybe he could get a greasy, you know, 15 to 17 points in a PPR without actually doing all that much. That was not the game script that broke down and it was Orleans Darqua with 21 carries and 117 yards against a Broncos defense that even after that performance is still the best in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs and PPRs so far this season. They'd only allowed one 50 yard rusher period entering that week six contest, much like some guys we've talked about prior, I mean, the Adrian Peterson schedule we brought up, he also has the Rams and the Niners in the next three weeks. So some good running back matchups on the horizon. Do you feel like he definitively overtook Gallman in that sort of Giants backfield and should be treated as such going forward?
12: Yeah, apparently Ben McAdoo giving up play calling was more important than the loss of Beckham because seriously, that that, that was so surprising. I only have kid there, but uh, that, he, he's been very frustrating if you watch his play calling. Oh yeah. Uh, Dark, Darkwa impressed the week before. Even he had 69 yards and a touch on eight carries before getting banged up. I do worry about his durability. He's never really proven to be, you know, a 20 carry weekly guy. But he's also never been given a full opportunity. And yeah, in Denver, the toughest matchup as it gets in the NFL. 5.6 yards per carry. Uh, not going to be, you know, huge involved in the passing attack. Although he does have one reception in every single. Game this season, but I think he's fully taken. There it is, Delton Del Don and our guy, Gary
2: and Thorne, breaking it down. We take a quick break, come back, and wrap up fantasy football rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Make sure you don't go anywhere. We're talking fantasy football, we're making it happen. You got to make it happen right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, absolutely getting it done. Don't go anywhere. Does your fantasy football team suck? (laughs) Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? (laughs) I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. Make sure you join me every Monday through Thursday, uh, Friday. We're here to Fridays now, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern. We're going to come back, hour number two, break down some more fantasy football for you and get you ready for uh, week seven in fantasy football. And we'll make sure that you got all the information you need to be successful because that's what it's all about. It's about winning. Just like President Trump said, hey, we're going to win so much, we're going to get sick of winning. (laughs) Uh, Have you got sick of winning? Have you? Are you going to be one of those guys? That's going to feel like, hey, I want enough. Let some other guy win. No, that's not what we do here. You don't listen to Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you can let another guy win. We don't play like that here. Right? Stay tuned. Hour number two coming up. I feel it. Boogieing, man, I feel like boogieing.